Jeff Free Prime, episode two. I'm your host, Nino Brown, and I got Mojo's own Travis May in the building tonight. Travis, how we doing? Uh, great, man. Just been uh, talking nothing but non nonstop NFL draft stuff here recently. So just in that mode, it's that time of year, and we've got like a hundred different NFL prospects on our uh, college football slash NFL draft uh, portion of the stock market at Mojo. So tons to uh, sift through and, and prep still as the draft approaches. So thanks for having me. I, I appreciate you coming on. I know we've uh, been in talks for a while to get this uh, get this episode done, but I'm glad we uh, were able to make it work. Now, right before we had an episode scheduled uh, a while back, it was right before you had what you called it was a job interview of a lifetime. Tell us about where you're at right now. Yeah, so, I mean, Mojo is the sports stock market, and they brought me on to head up the uh, the opening and overseeing of all things college football. So uh, all the, they started off with uh, like a hundred and I think 34 ish quarterbacks <laughs> wanted to just kill, you know, one position first, just knock it out and get, um, you know, the process and everything down with that. And then we added a whole bunch more running backs, wide receivers and tight ends. And you can basically trade athletes uh, like their stocks. And so, um, awesome. yeah, we're, yeah, so that's that's what I've been working on, uh, and it, I get to do it full time, and it's been a blast. So just really thankful. Ah, love it. That's that's a, I, I've been following you uh, before you got to Mojo, and uh, just seeing everything you guys have been doing, it, it's absolutely great. If you if you haven't seen it, if you're listening at home, it's a ff underscore Travis M. That's the handle on Twitter. Go give him a follow. Um, that way you can see what he's got going on coming out of the pipeline. We're gonna get into some rookies. Travis has been diving in lately, so we're gonna get into some rookies. I'm gonna give him this guy or that guy. And we might get a blow the damn whistle segment. We'll see what happens. Let's get into some wide receivers. Uh, I'm going to give you a, this it. guy or that guy. And you you give me what your thoughts on. I'm going to go with, because he's been buzzing, buzzing like a hornet lately since his pro day. Uh, everything I've seen, he's just, uh, every team likes him. I'm going to go with Zay Flowers against a guy who I think is a, is a, you know, a top six wide receiver in this class. And he's really not getting talked about, but he has some of the similar qualities and style of play. And that's Josh Downs. What are your thoughts on both guys? Who do you like? I like both of them as a top five, really, wide receivers in this class. Uh, they both do so many good things that uh, you don't typically always see from uh, smaller uh, wide receivers. Uh, Josh Downs has the more impeccable, in, in terms of analytics profile, uh, he's got a, a higher peak to his profile, um, more significant early breakout, uh, some other you know meaningful metrics that we like a little bit more at wide receivers. But uh, Zay uh, checks the boxes across the board, maybe not in the same way from a peak standpoint, uh, but he didn't have, he had, well, to put it nicely, he had horrific <laughs> quarterback play. Yeah, Jerkovich uh, wasn't at, a dude. <laughs> no, he wasn't, and neither was Moorhead, and neither was Grossell, and anyone they, they trotted out there, it was just a, a mess. And so uh, incredible in terms of um, hauling in his actual catchable targets. Uh, regardless of whether you do your own personal charting or whether you trust like a sports info solutions or a PFF, they all agree. Like he is a monster at hauling it in uh, when it is actually catchable. Uh, and so on top of, you know, checking all the boxes, analytically speaking, he checks all the boxes film wise, and then uh, he's athletic enough. You know, maybe there are size concerns, but man, he, he's not just a slot. He, he can win outside, he can win inside. So uh, I give him the edge just because uh, I might know where Josh Downs fits and he is very good. Uh, a contested catches himself. I think I just give the edge to Zay at this point, and I think on draft day that will stick. Uh, and really, at this point, we're seeing 90% or more of the first-round mocks, including Zay Flowers. So uh, good good uh, trends in, in uh, Flowers' direction. All right. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm agreeing with you 100%, and I, I believe both these wide receivers are, are top five. Uh, I, I just hate the kind of not the disrespect, but the lack of – of interest that we're seeing from, you know, just the analysts and, and, and the angry blue bird. Everybody's putting out their, their, their threads on stuff. But I'm not really seeing the, the Josh Downs. But when you really dive yeah. into it, the guy's tape, you know, film don't lie. And, and mm -hmm. he can get it. He can play across the middle and go up and get contested catches. He has no problem um, going into traffic. He, he mm -hmm. actually enjoys it. That's kind of like his specialty <laughs> is, is going across the middle and, and, and battling through traffic, getting the ball and keep going. Uh, I just, yeah, I hear this thing. On, on Twitter, uh, that, that Zay Flowers is team-proof. It don't matter what team drafts him. He's mm -hmm. kind of like, it doesn't matter what team, he's just going to perform. What are your thoughts, Dan? I mean, it's really tough to say that when it comes to wide receivers because uh, teams, 
and offenses can uh, schemes can really kill a wide receiver's upside. Right. Uh, so, I mean, we, we saw it just uh, well. We, I say we saw it. We, we see it continually uh, for you know two decades really with uh, Titans wide receivers outside of you know AJ Brown. <laughs> I mean, and even uh, though with AJ he could have been so much more, and he even says right. he's like he, in that interview yeah. right. I was on a team with Travis Henry. I mean, with Derrick Henry. He's the king. He's getting the ball before me. <laughs> yeah. So, it, it, it no one's team-proof. But uh, I think why people say that is because he could fit into a number of, of different schemes. He can play a wide variety of roles uh, within the offense. We've actually seen him succeed. You know, sometimes a wide receiver will come in and, man, 90-plus percent of his reps came from left wide receiver at X, and he, you know – 90% of his routes were curl, go, and uh, slant. You know, so it's like it's a lot of projecting sometimes. There's there's almost no, nothing you really have to project with Zay. That's why people say that. Okay. I, perfect. Yeah, that was – knocked that one off the park, Travis. Now, the next wide receiver grouping that I got for you is Marvin Mims or Jalen Hyatt. What are your thoughts? Uh, you might have to buzz me on this one. I don't, I don't know, but I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Marvin Mims actually. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's my man. Uh, <laughs> so I think Jalen Hyatt is, is a lot of fun. Like you watch the Alabama game and you're like, oh my gosh, this guy is God's gift to the wide receiver position. Uh, he, you know, he scores the five touchdowns in that game right. blows up in his third year. So much fun. But, uh, the offense that he played in was, not normal. Like he's going to have to be in a completely different role that doesn't actually even exist. Um, you know, his, his role in that offense at Tennessee in the Veer, Veer and shoot trial system, by old Baylor system, whatever you want to call it. It's in that family of offenses. doesn't yes. exist. He doesn't play against press. It's a bunch of free releases. It's a bunch of stacked uh, sets at the wide receiver position okay. uh, to make sure that his frail frame doesn't really have to uh, fight through much contact. And it's on a two way goes, which, you know, the NFL is utilizing, uh, you know, the option stem out of the slot for the wide receivers a lot more now. But, and so that's probably where they're going to, whoever drafts them is going to try to plug him in. And it, it should translate uh, to a degree, especially when you're just trying to get behind the defense. Uh, but man, I, I just, there's, there's so many more questions I think with him than I have with Marvin Mims uh, dating back to, you know, the, their journeys as recruits, like Marvin Mims was just lights out uh, right. as a recruit. He was a top 100 player in his class, and he probably should have been like a, a five-star. He was on the on the fringe at times uh, throughout his uh, recruiting journey. Um, and he finished up his high school career posting a season over 2,600 receiving yards, which is, yeah, you know, at the insane. time was a national <laughs> record uh, at any level of play, uh, the, the, to my knowledge. And, uh, you know, he, he comes in, wows as a true freshman. You know, nothing like 30%, 40% of the offense, but that wide receivers don't do that in Lincoln Riley's system anyway. Right. Uh, find success as a true sophomore to, despite, you know, the, the quarterback switch up and mm -hmm. all the other wide receivers failing around him. Uh, he still succeeds and then explodes after losing the best college football quarterback in Caleb Williams. Right. Caleb Williams goes to USC. He has a new quarterback, new offensive system, and puts up 1,100 yards. Like, and then I just there's not much to dislike with him. I, I don't um, I don't know how he's not a you know surefire top five six you know ish wide receiver in this class. I I agree. Like twenty point three yards per catch, right? That's what he averaged this year on average catch was twenty yards. So he has no problem. He has probably the best body control out of any wide receiver in the class. Uh, his body control was stupid when it comes to contested catches on the sideline. Uh, there was that one catch he caught around the guy's back. Yeah, he just caught on the sideline was able to be. I think it was in a bowl game too. It was just insane. Yeah, like it's just like how did you? That's not. Yeah, it's like and, it's like when Madden glitches, you know, and you yes, reach exactly. through, through the body of the yeah. defender. It's it's yes. like that. You know, and and you mentioned when he came in, like it was Theo Weiss, and there was another gentleman who were recruited at the same level as him, and actually got more opportunity the first two years than he did. And then this year, you had to deal with. I know a lot of people love Dylan Gabriel. Okay, I I, yeah. I get it. He, you know, he's good, but, but he, he is good. But he, he was shoddy this year due to injury or whatever it may be, right? And then the backup quarterbacks. I mean, they they weren't anything special. So through shoddy quarterback play this year, and a switch the year before, I mean, I was able to still get it done. And he does it in a big way. You need a big play, you're going to get Marvin Mims. You need a guy who can go in the traffic and get it, you can go get Marvin Mims. Like, I just with all the hype that they're giving to Jalen Hyatt. I'm not going to say that he was only a broken play guy. 
All right, because no. that was what I first said first. It's like a lot of his touchdowns are on broken plays, and that's fact. A lot of his touchdowns were wide open, broken plays, but it's not his fault that the scheme that his coach schemed him open. And that was one thing I heard Hendon Hooker say, like, oh, you know, you don't go through progressions. Well, why am I going through progressions when my first progression is 20 yards open downfield? Like, I got to hit that guy. Like, I, there's no yeah, it's point. Not my, it's not his fault. Is why yeah. always open. What's the point yeah. of going to progressions if I'm 70% completion? Complete? Like, why do I have to if that guy's open? And I yeah. get that. But that, like you said, that scheme, that's not even a thought in the NFL. Mm-mm. So it really isn't. You're and we've third, seen a lot of busts come out of that system. I mean, right. You'd be I mean, you'd be a, a a wide receiver three ish, depending on if you can adapt to a new scheme. Yep. You know, I, I see uh, Jalen Hyatt as like a Gabe Davis. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. Um, that that probably is is his most effective role, that vertical threat. I mean, that's that's right. all you, you're going to ask him to do: just get behind the defense, use that speed. Uh, but if he ever gets stinged up, uh, I mean, I imagine he could quickly go the route of Will Fuller and and struggle. Uh, right. So. And look at Will Fuller. He's, it's one year he's here, one year he's not here, one year he's six games, one year he goes mm-hmm. fifteen hundred yards with Watson, <laughs> and then you know it's just and now everybody thinks he's going to go hang around and be with Watson. It's just like we can't just we watch the movie. The ending doesn't yeah. change. We've seen the ending never changes. We've seen it before. Yeah. Oh my so. gosh. Yeah. But you know it's a shiny new toy. Travis, so everybody, you know, wants the new toy. Always. I understand. Always. All right. Let's do <laughs> one more um, wide receiver group in here. Uh, this one's going to be a little oddball. Probably going to go. It's probably going to go to the consensus side. But I'm not in on the consensus guy, so I just want to know. We're going to go big receivers. I'm going to go with Quentin Johnson or A.T. Perry. I'm going Quentin here. I mean, Quentin is there, – there are questions. Uh, yes. Definitely <laughs> with him. Um, he plays a lot smaller than he is, uh, mm-hmm. despite having the ridiculous vertical and reach and everything. Uh, he off, he just body catches, just lets it come to him. He doesn't attack it as much. And you see that show up in his uh, contested catch rate, which is below 40%. Uh, it's much worse than guys like Josh Downs, who's like, <laughs> you know, yeah. five plus inches shorter or something like that. <laughs> yes. um, so it's just weird, you know? It's just like he should be better at the things that he is not. And he's he is better at the things that he shouldn't be, like the yards after contact, yards after catch, you know, whatever. Um, and that aspect to his game is really fun because he can not many guys his size can, you know, take a slant to the house <laughs> or right. like just right. take a curl and throw somebody to the ground and take it to the house. Um, and so the, in, in that regard, he's really fun. Um, and AT Perry, I, I loved uh, you know, what he was able to do. I was actually expecting Donovan Green to, to do what he did instead, uh, maybe two years ago. Yes. Um, but, you know, A.C. Perry is older. Um, doesn't He reminds me of, like, a Marquez uh, Valdez-Scantling at MVS. Okay. Um, more so than, like, an early round receiver that's really trustworthy, that's going to be an every down chain mover, uh, except he's not as fast necessarily. So, um, he doesn't really have the trump card that I think Quint, Quentin Johnston does with uh, that speed combo and, and yak ability. Um, but yeah, so I, I definitely lean Quentin Johnston there. But but I do like uh, the, the, <laughs> that he had as much success in the high-flying Wake Forest game for sure. Now, um, two things. Before I get into Q, uh, we talked about Wake Forest. You talked about Dunham Green. Now, do you think with Hotman going and obviously AT going to the draft, right? Donovan's mm-hmm. there. Is it going to be Donovan's team or is it going to be Banks? Because Banks blew up last year, right? He, he was a dude. So is yeah. it, do you see that it's going to be Banks's team or you think Green can take over? I think honestly, it's just going to be a down year for Wake Forest as a whole. And no QB uh, play. It, you think the QB uh, play is going to be it's, bad? It's probably going to be the worst year we've seen from Wake Forest in a while. So I think yeah. Justin Ellison. <laughs> Ellison's probably going to be a, a bright spot because they're just going to give him them like. 250 May, carries like, <laughs> maybe because he kind of has to be you know yeah so, exactly yeah um man i think I, I think the transfer i think they're gonna hit a late transfer portal i think they have no choice because hotman kind of transferred we've, late as well we've got that second transfer window coming uh what uh five days from now so yeah i don't know when you're gonna get this out but april 15th is that that, that second post spring kind of uh transfer window so that will be fine i think we should get another rush that probably changes its kind of college football landscape and even how we might project a, a few uh you know, future NFL draft picks. I think one of those gentlemen in the in the Georgia QB battle won't be there in about five days. 
Uh, they shouldn't be. I mean, at this point, guys, come on. Like, it's, yeah, like, like, what are you uh, gonna do? You got, you got three, four stars all battling it out, right? And I yeah. think the better of the guy is the younger guy, Gunner, and I don't think he's even gonna sniff the field. No, shit. no, I, I don't <laughs> think he will. And uh, Vandergriff, good on him for staying this long. Carson Beck, by the way, good on him for staying this long because like right, nobody yeah. stays. They're following like, the three Spencer. plus the, the, years. That's Benton. This that's Benton program. Yeah, they stay like, forever. Who stays you get this long without playing? Like, props yeah. to you in this era. Uh, right. That's super rare. So <clears throat> they're going to reward that with Carson Beck. Probably he's going to yeah. at least get the first crack at it. And uh, if he fails, I would say that the next man does come up and take his job. Because I've never really been high on Carson Beck. Uh, but uh, good for him for sticking around that long. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 at some point, it's going to be your team, right? You would just hope. You just hope. You, hope. <laughs> yeah. you, you would hope. But uh, yeah. now with Q, yeah. have you ever seen and any other receiver? I'm gonna just say in the last ten years because it's been where the people are really trying to highlight that you know that big, tall receiver. Have you seen a receiver play that six one six two play like five ten five nine? Because he plays small, man. No, I mean that's just not normal. Like even even the guys that are you know around his height, uh, you know that have the vertical and reach uh, and just the measurables that he does, they generally play even bigger. You know, yeah. like they generally yes, yeah, so not they don't. Curl, you know, uh, curl up in a ball, like when right. when it comes to when it comes to them, like it looks like he's almost flinching at times, um, and I don't know what that's about, uh, but it's so funny. Like the few instances where he actually did moss somebody in his career, he always is a jerk about it. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, he <laughs> like, like, always, about it. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of them. Like I'm like he's you know like putting his hand way down by the ground. Like oh you're so small, small, you're so tiny. Small. Yeah, and it's like you're small, or at least you play like it yeah, most of the time. Like, yeah. So. <laughs> oh, oh man all right i just want to make sure it wasn't just me no seeing him play that small like because it was like in the in in the national championship game and the game before that like the michigan game he was like non-existent for like two quarters it mm -hmm. took the, like it was like the last drive before the half right where he had the touchdown yeah but like i'm like thinking I mean, myself like why is this guy not dominating like he was that way even to start last season like I mean, the year was rough for right. future draft picks. Like for four, first four weeks or so, and he was included in that bunch. Oh yeah, uh, oh, he, yeah. he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't blowing up yet. Uh, so we're like, man, oh, is, is Q actually going to go and get drafted? Quinn Johnson going to really be a thing? And right, he, he put it all together, but uh, took a, took his time for sure. Now, one last receiver question before we hit a couple of running backs. You know, I said this before. I'm going to die in the hill because I'm not that guy. If I put the smoke out, I'll take the heat, right? I said that I think that Rasheed Rice can be everything that people are thinking Quentin Johnson is going to be. What are your thoughts there? <clears throat> I mean, maybe. Uh, at the Senior Bowl, it was it was definitely a mixed bag. In fact, he was supposed he to be listed. Yeah, and he was listed to, to be taller. He came in like six much two, shorter. And they said he was six foot, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Much shorter than we thought. And uh, in terms of fighting through contact, and you know, the, the drills at the Senior Bowl. I don't know if you've ever like. Really I was there. I was there this year. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. Saw, so yeah. it's just like, man, there's a lot of contact, and they just let him play through. Like yes. especially, I, I mean, like half of Tyreek Stevenson's reps, he's basically just <laughs> taking the dude's helmet off and punching yeah. him in the face. <laughs> JL Skinner uh, was throwing dudes to the ground off off the yeah, line. I mean, like, it's like, what, what are guys. we doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and. and you know, I, I get it. They're a little handsy, but yeah. uh, Rice struggled uh, on a good portion of his reps where, you know, a defender actually got a hand on him. Yeah. In fact, like even when he tried to stack somebody, sometimes like it, he was almost anticipating more contact and would try to like stiff arm while running. You know, I get the hand fighting thing and right. try to like separate, especially the last second you see like the good guys really just stick a hand out. They don't push, but they just, hey, look, separate. this is my space. Yeah, yeah. And then just, you know, just to haul it in. And he, I, I don't see that with him. You know, I, I think it's um, there's not a subtlety to his game that I, I kind of expected. Uh, so, I, you know, I, against uh, the level of competition that he played consistently, he won. And, and uh, I think anybody that's going to get in a senior bowl invite and be in this conversation to be a day two pick, you're going to win against the level of competition as SMU plays pretty consistently. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think I, I just wonder in most classes, is he – is he in the day two conversation? Is he, is he actually normally like, would he normally be like around four or five guy, but because of this class doesn't have, you know, the, the no brainer profiles up at the top, or at least there's not several of them. He's kind of pushed up. Okay. I, I can see that. that, that that's a solid point. I, I get what you're saying. And 
for me, I think in the beginning when I was profile looking at him, I think the dog mentality of him, mm-hmm. like kind of this his mentality of play overshadowed that aspect of what you were saying, like like how he doesn't separate, you know what I mean? He's not like subtle set subtleties. There was a specific chain of plays. It was three plays back to back to back at the senior bowl where I kind of like was questioned Rice. I didn't question him all year. Like there was plays in the first two days of practice. He was just I said it to, to, to coach. I said, listen, he's just going through motions. He knows he's one of the top guys here. He's just doing his thing. It was just like JL Skinner. He was just kind of doing his thing. They weren't balling out, right? And then, like, yeah. when I interviewed Rice, he kind of was like, yeah, I'm like, oh, so what were your thoughts on guys? He's like, oh, it would be cool, you know, playing with Tank and stuff. So, like, they, he was just he was just out there just making friends. Yeah, that's the way I thought about it. But, like, there was a yeah. three, three down set where he was faced up against Jamie Robinson, safety out of Florida State. Mm-hmm. Where Robinson called him on, like Robinson lined up and he called him out because there's two guys lined up and one guy will wait, oh, one guy will go, all depends on who wants to go. And he was like, no, I want you. And they lined up. And that first one was it was a quick out to the sideline, it was like a five yard out. Robinson ate him up, right? He was right mm-hmm. there on his part in his hip, knocked the ball away. And then you start you started to see Rice kind of like, all right, let me fix. All right, he got the better of me that one, but <laughs> he, you know what I mean? Like now I got to play. Like like I'm, these guys aren't just giving me everything. No. And then the next no. two reps, he was fighting for it. They were both incompletions, but he looked more in tuned into the play. So I think it was an opportunity for him to kind of take another step in the in the ranking of where he would be. And I don't think he kind of really grabbed a hold of it and ran with it. But I yeah. think later in the in the week, he realized, all right, some guys are passing me here, and and I, I need to kind of <laughs> I need to kind of show up. Yeah. But I like Rice's game. I like uh, he plays. He's six foot. That's what they measured at Senior Bowl. I think he plays right around that size. Uh, in a contested catch, he, he'll go up there with the best of them. He has no problem. He's gonna, probably going to win most 50-50 balls. He has no problem playing across the field. Uh, and He's not a guy that's going to shy away from contact either. I just, with the way Q plays small sometimes, I, I, I tend to want to go Rice's way. You know what I mean? But then the upside, the steal into Q is just, yeah. I, if he wants to play where... that way, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where people, you know, still project him to even be a first rounder now. Uh, right. You know, maybe a later first rounder at this point. Yeah. Uh, which is probably a better uh, spot for him anyway. But uh, yeah, I, not quite there with Rice uh, personally. All right. Let's uh, let's touch on these um, these backs a little bit. Um, obviously, everybody knows Bijan's consensus one. I would assume <laughs> you agree the same thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, no secret there. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's talk about some other guys. I'm a huge, huge Tajay Spears guy, and this was before you know the whole blow up, you know, because he went off for four touchdowns against USC. Uh, I interviewed him before he, I think it was before week five, where he kind of hit that stride where like he got over the injury factor. Like I'm not worried about the injury; I'm just playing, and it was very apparent. Like from week five on, the game, the light light switch went off, and he was he was zoned in. So let's let's see. Tajay Spears or Zach Charbonnet? Uh, definitely Zach Charbonnet for me. Uh, I like, yeah, I like the size. I like the athleticism and pedigree, and his um, mix that in with some uh, solid receiving ability, uh, success against um, you know solid Big Ten. Uh, it was a smaller sample, Big Ten competition and uh, Pac-12 competition where uh, you know he was basically the entire offense, and he was incredibly efficient, especially in his final season. So I, I really am a huge fan of Charbonnet, probably in the running back three uh, conversation, whereas uh, Spears, you know, man, th- his season this year was a lot of fun. Admittedly, it was it, it was a lot of fun because, like, he <laughs> he just – especially the USC game like right he right. just he just showed up and showed out and uh you know they were not supposed to even keep that close and I they probably wouldn't have had had uh Caleb Williams not gotten uh dinged a little bit there but yeah early yeah but you know that's a, it, it, regardless like he put up uh, fantastic numbers across the board uh Tulane as a whole I think helped him out immensely uh his only a significant competition for uh touches to begin the year and uh Cam Carroll actually got hurt and so that that jettisoned him up, um, you know, the touch totem pole where he was like, OK, you know, last year I, I did have more touches than anybody else on the team. But he only had like he had less than 150 touches right. in uh, 2021. And he was asked to be the feature back workload guy. And it's good to see that he can do that. Uh, and it's good to see that he found success against, you know, mid-level FBS competition. Uh, but there are a lot of things that helped boost his his uh, production, uh, like, you know, missing his only backfield competition with any skill whatsoever. And 
who I guess really projects as an undrafted free agent. And then having a quarterback that's better than anyone uh, at your level of play, Michael Pratt, uh, if you, you know, power five teams tried to steal him away, even during yes. this last transfer window and the offensive line was, was better than uh, the competition they were playing. So a lot of things came together that helped him out, but um, I do like him quite a bit. Uh, I just have questions when it comes to competition and, and properly adjusting to that competition and the you know artificial boost to his production just due to injury, you know, okay. like there, there's a few guys in that, in this class like that. So he's in that massive you know, tier three or four, whatever it is, uh, that all should be in the day two conversation. I just don't know where he slots in for me. He, I, I, he and Dwayne McBride, I'm not sure what to do with, frankly. <laughs> well, Dwayne McBride's scaring me now because of like the injury that just continues. It seems to be like lagging as like he pushed the yeah. pro day, pushed the pro day. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. that, that scares me a little bit. Um, but you know, the production level, if you watch the film, McBride is a dude and he's a bruiser as well. So like that, that, coincides better to the nfl but with the way the nfl has been going with the speed so he can catch the ball if mm-hmm. spears was to make his way to like miami or new orleans i mean yeah. that's just prime spot for him so i think for spears landing spot is going to truly matter mm-hmm. um with charbonnet yeah yeah charbonnet my concern was you were at the top of the charts last year you probably would have got drafted higher last year why come back you know, I don't know what his situation is when it comes to the NIL, but a lot of the the numbers and, and information we just don't have access to. A lot of these dudes got a bag to come back again. And yeah. uh, th- th- and then this year, uh, I think the bags might even be a little bit bigger, uh, yeah. especially for the quarterbacks to come back because we saw a lot of them return. Like This is like the oldest uh, collective pool of college football players we've ever seen because all these like – you know, they got the extra COVID year of eligibility. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're like in year five and six. Like the average, like uh, FBS, like power five starter is like year five. You know, like it's, it's insane. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that should be, be three. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's like, yeah. oh, I mean, there's like, uh, I'm pretty sure it's it's over 40 uh, FBS division one quarterbacks are year five and beyond. And so, I just I was just talking before um I was on with John Lobb right before this and it was yeah Dan Mordecai sixth year right right in, in yeah. Wisconsin I mean there's a seventh year guy like- yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that, that was what's his face who was the seventh year um oh I was just talking about him the other day what's what's Penix Penix is five Penix right? is like I mean he's he's might as well be like he's he's drawing like social security right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what's crazy so. is right. I got Penix in a possible Heisman talk this year just because of the way everything oh, man. is. And his Washington's scheme. fantastic. He got yeah. both his receivers coming back. Right. I mean, and, and I, they got the Dylan Brooks. Is that the running back from uh, that's coming yeah, over? Um, I think he had like uh, 40. Mich- Dylan Johnson. He got, uh, Dylan, Dylan Johnson, Johnson from Michigan Yeah, he State. has like yeah, yeah, 45 yeah. receptions last year out of the backfield. Yeah. Like, so this kid's oh, dude. So Yeah, it's it's going to be pretty fun but like, for him. <laughs> I was nobody saying anything about him like Hendon Hooker, right? Like everybody's writing Hendon uh, Hooker about being too old. Right? twelve, you know. I, but yeah. the age is the age. It's it's the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. All right. I I I I'm a Spears guy, but I think yeah, your points. That's fair. I'm not gonna your points you on, on on Charbonnet are, are solid, and, and there's no whistle blowing for me. Okay. <laughs> um. I'm gonna like go it. with uh, another another group here, uh, running backs. Ready? We're going a little bit farther down down the line. It's gonna be a three pack. We're gonna go oh, with okay. Chase Brown, mm-hmm. Evan Hall, and the man you just mentioned, Dwayne McBride. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Chase Brown here. Okay. And, uh, uh, we're talking about a guy who, uh, for Illinois, uh, was like the third most productive running back in the country from uh, yards from scrimmage uh, standpoint. Like. I think it was only, I mean, was it Tajay? It was Bijan and somebody else that was, um, you know, had, had more yards from scrimmage, and that was it. Um, and not only is he productive, uh, he was super athletic at the combine. Like, uh, answered a whole bunch of questions that we, I knew he was, like, shifty enough. I, I didn't know he was really that fast. I didn't know he was that strong. I mean, like, he didn't have to, but he showed up on, like, I don't know what his reps were. Reps? Reps? <laughs> reps were. <laughs> on the uh the bench but it's like 20 something reps on the bench and like dude was just showing off like he was ready he like this is the most important important job interview of your life and he tested above average in literally everything um so props to him because he showed up ready to go and and really dominated he was like 
the winner at the position for the combine and had all the production questions answered, uh, you know, this past season. And so, yeah, I've, I've, I've I'm a fan. <laughs> I really am. Um, whereas with McBride, uh, he's, you know, we're not going to get very far testing, testing on him. And frankly, his level of play, his conference is the worst at, at, right. the, at, at the division one level at this point. So he played nobody and he yeah, had five exactly. catches. I don't know. Seriously. And, and he's got five catches career. Like what dude, what? Right. Like, like how, how is that possible? Um, I like the only targets game. he had. You know right. what I mean? Like how, how? Yeah. Like how does he in, even... in trouble? In trouble, you should there... get more than five catches. <laughs> I know. Like how is there an offense that exists where you only catch five balls? So, um, that's not. You know, I don't don't really like him that much. No. Uh, I, people are hyping him up, but <laughs> good luck with that. I, yeah. I, I've got a lot of questions with him. And Evan Hole, man, he's he was such he was he's like one of those players that he wasn't supposed to work out. You know, like there were a couple guys that. <laughs> that uh, got hurt ahead of him like before the season or week two or week one, whatever, a couple times. And um, he just took advantage and proved to be immensely productive and was one of the best, if not the best uh, performer just overall at the senior bowl. I mean, he, even, even in the game, he found success. So I just, it's like, he's, he should be that steady Eddie that defines a roster spot uh, and is around the league for more than his rookie contract. Uh, and I feel pretty confident in saying that. But uh, I, I'm not sure where his capital settles. It's probably more like round five than it is round three. And I think Chase Brown is round three. All right. So this is where I'm blowing the whistle on you. Fair only enough. because only because in the senior bowl, I happen to be literally sitting uh, right down by the tunnel where they were doing drills and everything. Uh, mm -hmm. Chase Brown's, you know, this is like his brother sitting, the, the, the chisels out of granite. And that's fine. Right. But I said to my partner, KTS, says, I need, is this similar body structures in, in Brown and Hull, height, size, Rip ability, they're, they're similar. I said, they're coming into the senior bowl. I need to see who separates. Okay. Evan Hall separated from Chase Brown. In what way exactly? Uh, in, in drills, in separation, in running, because a lot of Chase Brown's uh, drills when he was running the ball on the inside, everyone that I saw Evan Hall, he was able to separate and get out. Obviously, they're not, you know, going bananas, but. A lot of Chase Brown seemed that he got himself into a pack of people where Hull seemed to be separating himself out away from the people. He done the one thing with Hull that he needs to work on, and when I spoke to him about it, he said it right up rip. His pass protection needs a lot of help. He needs to work on that. Well, okay. yeah, and, Ch and Chase Brown, they both dominated pass protection. He <laughs> dominated pass no, protection. No, I'd say they both still need a lot of work in that regard. Frankly, uh, I, I saw. I'm some just saying the senior bowl, the senior bowl, like version, like Chase Brown was blocking guys. I mean, he could have got better, but he would be push guys out of the way where Hull's trying to seem to get me going backwards. You, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, I just, he's so fluid that off day one, I nicknamed Hull Aquafina because he was just so fluid, <laughs> like what, like he just the drills, the way he was hitting the holes, uh, even on special teams reps, like everything about him was fluid. I felt like Chase Brown, the first day was a little stiff, but that might've been just the day. You, you know what I mean? You, you know, the way it is. And then, like I said, the inside runs, I found myself looking at Chase Brown in a pack of people where I kind of started seeing Evan Hull kind of separate himself, like just getting away, whether the run would have continued or not. I just seen him kind of separate from, from the pack. So that case, I, I leaned Hull more. But Brown's numbers throughout the year were, were, were elite. But I yeah. tell KT, my partner all the time, is is he a one-trick pony? Because he didn't have Brown? many receptions. He didn't have many receptions. Yeah, I mean, I mean... He... It's Illinois, and so part of it is they don't, uh, you know, they, they don't, don't pass a whole lot in general. Um, you know, I'd love to see more receptions, uh, but you know, he actually saw an increase this year. I think it was almost double in terms of his overall receptions compared to the previous season. Okay. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd love to see more, uh, and he's not going to be perfect. But in terms of guys that are kind of like right on the fringe of that round three, round four yeah. area. Yeah, he has the athleticism. He's got incredible production. And even though teams knew it was coming, uh, he still found success in the Big Ten. So that that means something to me. Um, and it's not like I said, I, like I don't like Evan Hall. Uh, and like I said, at the Senior Bowl, he might have been the best one uh, there, just that week anyway, uh, how it played out. Um, but I think the more proven back to me is is still Chase Brown. All right, I got one last question right at 30. Five minute mark. I like to keep it like thirty and forty. Uh, I'm biased in this one, but I, I I don't hate anybody who goes against them because I'm not blind. 
Um, Will Levis is my guy, okay? And I know he's got <laughs> some flaws, and he's got things to work yeah. on. And I've taken, I've taken the, 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 the poo-poo-flavored milkshake from people uh, on Twitter a lot about Will Levis. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. I think he's got talent, okay? And I think yeah. he can work out. And I know AR's got all this physical ability and all these, you know, this, this athletic ability. Quarterback's first first job is to throw the ball, right? I mean, I grant you can mm-hmm. you know have forty inch leap and you can one hundred thirty two inch broad jump, but <laughs> but but yeah. when are you going to need that when you're throwing the ball? You're going to need that to get away. I get that, and that might buy you a second. That's like you know, Mark Schofield told me he could buy him a second to make a play develop. But I watched him buy seconds and not develop plays last year, and I watched him throw <laughs> for thirty three percent, you know, on majority of the games, right? And I wasn't dumbfounded by a jump pass. Yeah, it was cool, great athleticism. But if you watch the passes before that for the first two, three quarters, they weren't on the money, mm. right? Will Levis, I think, is a first-round talent where he might not be game one a dude, but he could probably play for you in, in, in season one. I don't think AR can play in season one. Yeah, I'm glad you're saying that because there's, like, no one talking like that about AR. And it's like, really, guys? We just saw this guy... <laughs> just suck like that's putting yeah. it really like he was bad for i don't know 80 percent of his snaps thank you um, and, <laughs> yes. and, and so i mean like he bounced off some tackles on a really fun highlight run against lsu and he yep. did that pirouette play that you're talking about against utah and i, I don't know how many uh, on several shows like I've, I've highlighted a few different plays and it's like we've all seen it like we we know like it's going through in our heads we've seen him on like nfl network we've seen him on twitter a thousand times and his his high moments are incredible like the high moments of richardson are like holy cow but his lows which are the majority of his snaps by the way um, are not great and so and i get it because it's like a footwork thing uh whatever and he will make your jaw drop at least once a game twice a game three times a game you're like holy cow if he does that every play but he never does that every play exactly so um i think we just get caught in this idea like the idea of a player putting all together you know, and I don't know how many times that's happened with quarterback prospects, but the hit rate in general is atrocious. Even for the players with really good passing profiles, it's not great. Right. Uh, but for the guys that have like, you know, the worst passing profile of anyone in the past <laughs> 20 years, yeah. um, it, not just first rounders, like to just get drafted, period. Like it's a bunch of dudes in the USFL, you know, <laughs> like it's right. Like look, uh, look, so, Jamarcus Russell oh put gosh. up better numbers. And couldn't uh-huh. even get on – like, he shouldn't have ever been on a football field in the NFL, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, yeah, and, and – I don't understand I'm not how they saying he's, watching he's, film. I'm not saying he's going to be Russell because Russell had Me all either. sorts of right. – I mean, just, he didn't even I watch just, film. Just they, saying, were him, they were sending him a DVD with nothing in it, and he said, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we just – I just – I'm just like, hey, guys, are we sure, like, that he's even ready to go this year? Like, because I don't think he is. And so – um I hope he goes to the right situation and they let him learn from a consummate pro and he actually works out in like by year two. I think that that's in the cards, but uh, today uh, his passing profile says he's not ready to be like an every down starting NFL quarterback. Like the, the NFL, there's never 30 good quarterbacks. And we, and as, as soon as these guys fail, they join, they join the league, even if they are perfect college prospects like i well you know trevor lawrence people people wanted to toss him in the garbage after his first year with the jaguars same with justin fields and he just dropped like what a thousand rushing yards and people are still talking trash i I can't imagine if if he ever fails like they're gonna freak out and just throw him away like he was nothing just we don't learn here's my problem right with justin fields you're a quarterback Mm -hmm. and your best asset is your legs right when was the, you can't and they can't claim Joey Burrow? I don't want to hit a Buckeyes claiming Joey Burrow. When was the <laughs> last quarterback on Ohio State that was relevant? God rest I mean, his soul. Haskins started to turn it around a little bit when yeah. he when he was leaving Washington and went to Pittsburgh. He was turning he around. He very a well bit. could have been. Um, he could have. He might with, have been able. The problem with him is he he was a really accurate passer, but um he was running the borderline of being too immobile to succeed in today's game. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, um, he, and there's, I mean, that's that's the same problem J- with Mac Jones. It's the same problem with JT uh, Barrett was was stand yeah. up. You know what I mean? Oh like, man, uh, Barrett <laughs> was not good. But no. frankly, why do you yeah, think he's but, in the? What is he? Calgary? Is he in Calgary or something? I don't even right know, now? man. He just wasn't it. Yeah, uh, I just don't really care about your helmet. I just care about like your but overall you resume. Yeah, yeah. And and with Fields, he put on 
two, um, you know, back-to-back 92nd or 93rd percentile plus pass efficiency seasons on top of, you know, having at least 10 or 12% of the team's rushing yards despite the coaches telling him not to run. And then who's he shows up and he's to? more mobile. But who's I mean, he throwing the ball to? I mean, it's, it's it was good wide receiver play. I mean, it, the run of wide receivers at Ohio State has been fantastic. But, uh, he, you know, his, his wide receiver room at Ohio State was probably, I don't know, always better than who he's had at uh, the Bears to throw to. No, and that's so, fine. That's fine. But like at some point, your talent has to be able to make somebody better, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. all right, I I know Byron Pringle was not a top a top wide receiver, right? I know that <laughs> you know Enigma St. Brown yeah. was not a top wide receiver, no. but yeah, Chase Chase Claypool for seven weeks, so six weeks, right? And... It was frankly actually uh, not good either, but yeah, that's, that's he's better that's, than that's those another... guys. He's better than yeah, those yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Talent level is different, right? Like. Mm-hmm. You had Mooney, and then he got hurt. So let's see what happens. And now you're going to have more. There is no more excuses. Yeah. And, and have I think no this excuses. year, I think this year is where he puts it back back together. And people are like, oh, yeah, he was obviously the QB2 in that class still. No question about it. Um, it just, you know, it, yeah, it, no, it, I, the Bears have been a dumpster fire. I just so. have problems with quarterbacks that, that like, oh, we can, he can run. Well, this isn't fantasy football. We're talking about oh, winning, no. winning a chip, right? Like, and that's you probably why. Look at Jalen Hurts. You prefer – Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. He but knew he, he, was... had to, he had to throw the ball. So what did he do? He went from Alabama to go see his guy in mm-hmm. Oklahoma to get better, right? And then you go yeah. see Jordan Palmer, another guy that helped you throw the ball. Like those guys at QB Whispers, these guys knew they needed to get better at throwing the ball. They were had mm-hmm. no longevity in the league with their legs. So yeah, going back to AR, I've always said if someone takes him in the first round, that team has to be damn near ready with a veteran at quarterback. To guide this guy. And the only team I think that was available to do that was the Ravens. And that's in smoke now because I don't even know if they have a quarterback. <laughs> right? Because the scheme, the same style of guy, he's got a cannon for an arm, he's mobile, mm-hmm. right? You could sit behind him for a year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he went to Buffalo, like he'd ever see the field. He'd have to sit on, on sit behind Josh Allen for years, right? <laughs> if he went behind with Pat Mahomes, he'd be sitting for years. And they wouldn't try, they wouldn't waste that that pick on him. So like I just don't feel he's ready in a year i don't know if he'd be ready in two years like 33 percent is a bad start yeah and look, I mean, his, look at his trey lance person. like trey lance they took that one year of film one year of, 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 of lance was better quality right he had better quality numbers like and what does he do it's basically a perfect three. season but it was against fcs competition so there was and, always questions yeah. Right, and that's the thing, and, and it, it, so he came. Now I know injury's been a, a major factor in it, but like even when he did play, I mean, he wasn't blowing yeah. me away. Mm-hmm. So how do we like just forget all that and just go by? Okay, as my my, my partner coach would say, the underwear Olympics, right? <laughs> how is all that in the underwear Olympics great? And, and oh, he's the dude. He can run so fast, but he can't. Th- and his pro day, right? But at his pro day, Travis, his wide receiver had to stop. To catch the ball, there's nobody guarding him. He could have mm-hmm. ran through the end zone, through the tunnel, right on a pass. And AR threw a ball that was literally behind him, and the dude at the stop. If you can't make those throws with nobody in front of you, how are you going to make those throws with a 315 pound nose tackle in your face? Hey, you don't you don't have to. You're preaching to the choir, man. I've got <laughs> I just got questions, and he's got a 36 percentile pass efficiency profile. Uh, among college passers, like among pro passers, it's like first person percentile. Like there's no existing hit uh, with this kind of profile. So, yeah, but that doesn't automatically make Will Levis great either. But I get why why you would, uh, you know, in terms of uh, kind of first year readiness, maybe give the nod to to Levis. And Levis just spent an entire year kind of fighting through adversity with, um, you know, a, a, an offensive coordinator change that was a major downgrade in that department. His offensive line got worse. He lost Wondell Robinson, a, a decent uh, wide receiver. And he had 43 sacks. Freshman. 43 yeah. sacks they allowed. Mm-hmm. They were top five in the league, yeah. right? Like, like, and it's just rough. It was hard. Yeah. And he, yes, well, he, he had was some a little bad. hobbled at times, had, but I, oh my gosh. bad like, plays. Travis, I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to put my guy on a pedestal. Okay. Like, yeah. People will say, oh, well, look at Will Levis. He didn't throw for this. this. Well, does everybody forget about the first weeks, first six weeks of the year when he was throwing for over 200 yards and he really wasn't making mistakes, right? Like, okay, the old Miss game, he made two dumb mistakes. He rushed that play on the on the, on <laughs> that, the goal line, right? Was, oh, man. Everybody rushed that play, so, which so was fast, a touchdown man. on the Brown. Would have been a touchdown. They would have won the game. And then he fumbled the ball on the run, right? But, like, 
There was nobody better on that team. The next guy came in the next week, and we saw what, what happened when Will wasn't there. And if those guys were the quarterback, they probably wouldn't have won six or seven games at all. Like, Will got them the six. They had no running game for the first five weeks because Chris Chris wasn't there. Rodriguez was suspended. Mm-hmm. So, like, he was doing this with minimal help, three freshman wide receivers, and a brand-new offensive uh, scheme and, and a terrible line. Yeah. I will say I was actually – this may confuse some people, but – I was more impressed by him last year because of all the things that he was fighting through. And still, actually, when you look at just strictly his passing numbers, um, it wasn't much of a drop off at all. Uh, his rushing 63, disappeared. 61, yeah. Yeah, but his, his, his um, rushing disappeared and his sacks went up uh, right. because he wasn't 100%. And, you know, all the things we've already listed. Uh, but, you know, his, he's got a couple of freshman wide receivers who are good, but, you know, they're still freshmen. But, yeah, it's really, frankly, analytically speaking, he just, he's almost there. Like he's just below the passable level. Yes. Uh, and, and to me, it's a day two kind of profile with a little bit, uh, you know, of first round traits going on. But inside, um, so it just, it, to me, it just says he shouldn't go as high as he's been going in mock drafts. And he has actually been dropping in, in recent weeks. And so if he goes in like the 20s or whatever, if he drops into that range, that seems fair. Like he, that, I, I could, I could see a profile making sense for him uh but when we were like talking about you know being better than bryce young or cj stroud i wanted to punch somebody i was oh, <laughs> like i'm just like i'm yeah. sorry dude not, no, not it's not, they're not stroud is a yeah. better qb in my eyes i think Stroud <laughs> is qb1 um but like as a prototypical bill when you you pull up a, you know a spreadsheet yeah. of what a quarterback is supposed to look like levis hits all those marks right like you know six you know the six foot 200 something pounds runs a pro style offense right like he's mobile he's got a quick Quick cannon, you got a Howard. So, like, he fits those. That's that was like the main thing for me. Like, looking at that, and then like his game last year, he was balling last year in a brand new system, right? He went from Penn State to that, and everybody was saying, Oh, he couldn't beat out Sean Clifford. I don't want to hear about that crap, all right? Because like, people <laughs> got to understand politics and politics of college football. That's a fact, right? Travis, like, that exists. You didn't have to be the better guy to start on the team if your, your parents give a little more money to the boosters. If you're a little bit more plugged in, right? And, no, it, it's true, though, right? And that, you can't tell me that Clifford's better than Will Levis. Oh, I mean, Clifford would – he's going to be an undrafted free agent. So, yeah. No, I, <laughs> yeah, I think I think the NFL is going to confirm that that's not the case. But Levis, then, yeah. yeah. You're going to hear all the say, hype yeah. this year, though, is because you're going to hear Devin Leary put up way better numbers in the Kentucky offense but it's, will, Liam actually, for sure. it's Liam Cohen. It's Liam Cohen, though. He will. I agree. Yeah. But it's Cohen. It's not you know, Spags. That was a totally different offense. Totally mm-hmm. different. Now, granted, it's still NFL-style offense, but you're having a guy in his second year in the program learn a new offense and having three freshmen learn yeah. that same offense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but to me, it's just I, I still don't get the um, the ceiling necessarily with Levis because he doesn't offer the upside of like a crazy mobile option. Right. And uh, in terms of the proven passing profile uh, in either season, um, it, it doesn't really pass the smell test to say, hey, hey, I'm an elite, accurate passer and a fast decision maker uh, and one who can avoid, you know, drive killing plays, uh, you know, i.e. Uh, sacks and uh, interceptions and things like that. So to me, it's, it's still uh, he's still in the miss column, <laughs> but uh, he's not like, uh, you know, I, I'm not as worried about his passing as I am with somebody like uh, Richardson. All right. All right. I appreciate uh, Travis, you coming on. I know you're a busy guy and you got a lot going on over at Mojo. I, I put you past my 35 minute mark, but we no, got tied good, up. Man. We got tied up in the quarterbacks. I start talking about my guy yeah, and, and, and that's my, the end of it. Hey, this is what I love to do. Like you, you, I've been, <laughs> I think I've been talking, I, I, actually this is this, the sixth show I've been on today. And so like, I love, <laughs> oh, wow, I love, wow. uh, I love talking this stuff, man. Like this is this is why I do what I do, and so just glad to be here and talk some NFL draft, and it's it's a blast. And what's fun is like this time of year, like we're all right, like you, you know. <laughs> we, we <laughs> I never heard of it that way, but you're right. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't been, uh, you know, uh, you know, sent into freezing cold takes just yet. Um, so you know, it, it's just it's a bunch of fun. So we'll see. But thanks again for having me. This this is a blast. I appreciate it. So my my goal is to be where you are. Sooner, you know, sooner than later. I want to be the guy that's doing six shows and just talking about sports every day, all day. That, that's that's my goal. So uh, I look up to you, Travis. I, I appreciate you, uh, you know, d- coming on my show and, and doing this to me. I really do appreciate it.
Well, hey, I, thanks so much. It means a lot to hear that, and, you know, and you do so like such good work and like uh, it's it's uh, fun being in leagues with you and just chatting some <laughs> prospects. So, yeah, yeah uh, man. Uh, people are ready for the, the pinnacle of Debbie. They don't know about the pinnacle of Debbie, Travis. <laughs> oh I don't think most common folks could handle that. <laughs> no. Yeah, and, and Nino is talking about the nerdiest league of all time where, uh, <laughs> I mean, like we're, we're, we are 2,000 plus players rostered in terms of like Debbie picks like players that weren't even in the league like oh my gosh so Dude, I, I i took over a team and i already had julian lewis on my team and the kids in high school still so it's like, like he's not going to be in, in college until <laughs> yeah, next year yeah <laughs> you know shane just drafted peyton manning's kid in middle school i don't <laughs> even it's, it's, I, dude's 12 and <laughs> yeah, yeah it's insane but it, it's oh, crazy man. Shane's the man. Uh, I I appreciate Shane bringing me into that league. Like I said, I appreciate you coming on, Travis. Nobody's uh, ever going to oh, be Dwight drafting my son, by the way. You know that happened, right? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I yeah. saw that. Yeah. Dwight drafted my now 16-month-old son. <laughs> oh, my God. He's an animal. But that's Dwight. He's got to always yeah. throw the curveball in there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Travis, gonna... <laughs> before you go, tell the people again where they can find your work and the handle. Oh, at uh, FF underscore Travis M on Twitter. Um, the College to Kenton show with Stefan Leco on our own feed and Rotoviz Radio. And uh, when we have new player releases uh, from Mojo, you can find my work there at mojo.com. Uh, but so, yeah, we will have another huge one. We're adding like a few hundred players, I think, this summer for college football. So I've got a lot of work uh, ahead of me, and including, you know, we got to get players like Arch Manning on the platform here soon. So uh, be looking for a bunch of. Uh, uh, future NFL playmakers to make their way onto the Mojo stock market uh, here soon, but uh, it's just been a blast. I mean, like, and I, I'm, I've been just nerding out about like every sport. So like, uh, like we added, you know, NFL, college football, but we added NBA. Do we have March Madness? Like oh, we had, man. we had team level bets. Like we had uh, calls and put like input options, like all short term uh, investment uh, strategies, like derivative stuff. And oh my gosh, just nerding out with all that. Now we're now we're adding baseball. Like it, it's just. It, it's like I I tell my friends all the time like I don't know how this is a job but I, I love that it is because it's just a lot of fun you know just yeah. making a, a sports stock market where you can invest in athletes and you know make some money off it. Off that, you know what so. they say, Travis? When you do something that you love, it's not work, right? Oh, uh, exactly. That's how I feel. So just just thankful. It's it's fun. Yeah, we're both you know thankful to be in the position that we are. Um, and like I said, follow my man. Give him a like. Go follow Mojo. It's the up and coming thing. The fact, if you're a stock market guy and you like sports, this is the best of both worlds. <laughs> Dude, perfect combo. So this is the, the end of CFB Prime episode two. And like we close it, like I always say, blow the damn whistle.